listeners, and welcome back to another super simple podcast. I am your host, Alex, and I apologize for not being able to upload last night. I've just been insanely busy with work and everything else, and I didn't really have time to sit down and actually record the show, and I do apologize. Oops. I do apologize about that, but uh, here we are. We're doing it today. I'm still going to do the same thing. And, uh, of course, yesterday was Friday the 13th, so today we are going to talk about the Friday the 13th series, which if you don't know what series that is, then, uh, you know, you don't really watch film. That's uh, Jason Voorhees, the big scary guy with the hockey mask. Yeah, this is his movies. So, if at any point you like this podcast, don't you dare forget to go up and click some icons, maybe follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, anything you can, depending on what page you are sometimes, uh, on Buzzsprout, they'll have the, the icons in the top, but Spotify doesn't, so just Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, super simple, let's get into this shit. Alright, so to start things off, I want to talk a little bit about my love for this franchise. Jason is my all-time favorite horror movie character. I even have a tattoo of him on my arm. I own the movie box set. I've got a couple collector figures of him. I love Jason. I always hear people say, like, well, the first character that scared me in horror films was Jason. He's just really terrifying. And strangely enough, Jason never scared me, even as a child. There was just something about his simplicity that I actually found really cool for some reason. And this is going to sound ridiculous after stating that, but the first horror movie I watched that actually scared the shit out of me was Child's Play, the Chucky movie. See, when I was young, my mom uh, watched a shitload of horror films still to this day. It's her favorite genre of movie. So there was a lot of times when I was forced to just stick around and watch whatever her and her friends were watching, and a lot of the times it was something scary. So from a young age, I was exposed to stuff like that, and it it really made me, uh, as a teenager, not afraid of horror movies, but to actually see them from a creative, artistic standpoint, and I think that's really, really cool. I know there's a lot of people out there that don't like horror movies, and honestly, I think I think you're missing it. I think if you don't enjoy horror movies, you're missing something because that pure adrenaline from being scared from watching a movie is really, really fun, in my opinion. It's something that I love watching scary movies, especially ones that actually scare me, and it's just unnerving to sit through. I love that feeling, and you're really missing out on it if you don't like horror films. But of course, these movies aren't necessarily scary, as they are really cheesy and graphic, because uh, the majority of these movies were released in the 80s, and that's what they did back then. So, starting off with Friday the 13th Part 1. I know I say Friday the 13th weird, and I, I, I thought about it earlier when I was like, yeah, I gotta record that podcast tonight. Shit, I say Friday the 13th really weird. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be really, really apologetic. But Friday the 13th Part 1 released in 1980 and was directed by Sean S. Cunningham and was a film about a bunch of camp counselors who were murdered by an unknown force. It starred Adrian King as the main character Alice and Betsy Palmer as slasher villain Pamela Voorhees, Jason's mother. 
The movie was made when Sean saw the film Halloween and literally called writer Victor Miller and said, Hey, just got out of Halloween. Let's rip that off. That was literally what he said word for word. Uh, Victor says it in an interview. He's like, yeah, Sean just called me and he was like, hey, just saw Carpenter's Halloween. Let's rip that shit off. So they, they went with it. What's really, really interesting and funny about this movie is it was already being heavily av advertised before it even had a script made because Sean Cunningham had an article in a magazine. It may have been Fangoria. I can't remember exactly. But he had an article in a magazine promoting a movie called Friday the 13th, and the tagline was the scariest movie ever made. So this immediately generated traction. All of these people wanted to see this movie that supposedly was the scariest film ever made, but the joke was that it actually didn't exist. And then these two brothers who had their own production company threw him a pretty decent budget. It, it was like, I think like half a million dollars to make this movie that already had a cult following but had no script, no, you know, camera work. There was nothing. There wasn't even characters to put in the script. And people were freaking the fuck out about this movie. So if you are a fan of Jason and Friday the 13th, you already know that this movie doesn't have too much to do with him he's actually only in the movie for like five seconds and it's at the very very end of it uh his mother pamela is the one doing it because the camp counselors were as she says off having sex and they let her son be bullied and drowned in camp crystal lake and her son had a deformity and that was jason and all the kids bullied him pushed him into the lake he couldn't swim he drowned and now Pamela has come to murder all of the counselors who, you know, even though a lot of them didn't have shit to do with it, they're, they're going to get the axe because they should have chose a fucking better profession. So yeah, as I mentioned at the end of this film, uh, we finally get to see Jason, but in this iteration, he's a child and he's not wearing the hockey mask or anything. I don't mind this movie. I think it's a little slow paced and because it's so old, it, it, I don't know. I think it's because it's so old and the budget combined, it really doesn't grab my attention as much as the rest of them do. It's just very straightforward and, you know, they do the thing where they do the first person shot of the killer for like the whole movie and then it's revealed at the end that it's Pamela, and then she's beheaded by this movie's main character, Alice, and that's basically it, and then Jason pops up at the end, and then it's revealed that that was a nightmare that Alice was having, and the movie ends with her saying, then he's still there, which it's a pretty awesome-ass shot, to be honest, because she's, like, telling the cop, uh, you know, about Jason... And he's like, ma'am, we searched that area. There was nobody there that fits that description. And she like pans, she looks over to the camera and she's like, then he's still there trapped. And it's kind of spooky, but it's cool. So then we move on to part two, which was released only a year later in 1981, this time being written and directed by Steve Miner and Robert Kurz. 
This one saw the rise of Jason Voorhees as he became the new mainstay villain of the series, but in this one he dons overalls and a potato bag for a mask, so he's not exactly what you think Jason is, but he's slowly, slowly getting there. Um, this movie was actually set to make Friday the 13th an anthology series because they didn't really want to keep repeating the same formula over and over again, but the popularity of the ending of the first film prompted them to continue with Jason being the killer of Camp Crystal Lake. This movie actually goes straight for the nuts because Alice from the first uh, film is actually murdered the first 10 minutes of this one by Jason after she goes to look for a, a snack and finds Pamela's head in the fridge, Jason skewers her from behind. Um, this one really has, even though they didn't want to copy the formula, this one has a very rinse and repeat formula that a lot of these sequels have. And it's simply because every time they tried to stray away from Jason, the movies fucking bombed and the fans ripped it apart, the movie critics ripped it apart, but every time they brought Jason back, it was like double or triple what the movies without him made, and everybody gave them good reviews and everything. And I kind of feel bad about that aspect, because they really didn't want to run these movies into the ground, which they, they obviously do. There's like 14 of these fucking movies. They didn't want to drive this franchise into the ground, but just like Halloween... Every time they tried to do something different, it fucking dove into the trenches and made them no fucking money. So they were forced to say screw it and just rinse and repeat because that was what people wanted to see. And that's why, like, to me, that's why, like, reboots don't work. Because when you reboot something and you pull out all of these aspects of the original and you switch around all this shit... It really just dampens what the original movie was, and it comes off as like a cash grab, rinse and repeat sequel where they change two or three elements and then give you a movie. And I don't even, I honestly don't think, like, I think remakes are okay, but reboots are what's destroying shit. If you're gonna remake something, it's okay because you are bringing your own spin and vision to something you admired before. So, like, when Rob Zombie rebooted, uh, or, you know, attempted to remake uh, Halloween, he had a lot of the same elements as the original Halloween, but there was a lot of key points where it took a different turn, and I kind of enjoy that, because it leaves you guessing. You come in and you say, oh, I saw that part in the original, so I know what's going to happen next, and then something completely different happens. And I do enjoy the first Rob Zombie Halloween. I think in the review I did of it, I said it was shit, but I do enjoy it. I just do not enjoy the sequel. So, yeah, it's really tragic that every time they try to do something... It just would not work, so they kept the same rinse and repeat formula of someone opening Camp Crystal Lake, and they tell the legend of Jason Voorhees, and then bam, he shows up, wipes everybody out, and then when people show up to investigate, he's nowhere to be found, and that's exactly what happens in this one. Oh, man. So... Straight on to part three, this one was once again directed by Steve Miner, and in this movie, Jason finally dons the iconic hockey mask. 
Uh, if you don't know, he does not go to a store and purchase this hockey mask. There is a person in the camp that is like a prankster, and Jason actually kills... His name's Shelly in the movie. Jason actually kills him and takes the hockey mask off of him. Um, this was the only film in the entire series to hit theaters in 3D. Again, only one year after Part 2 came out. So they were really just shoveling the shit out of this franchise. They would, like, a dude would, would be working on the ending of one and also working on the beginning of another, like, at the same time. It was really, really rough. And again, with this one, they were like, this is it. This will be the final one. This will end the trilogy. And of course, like I said earlier, that is not even close to how shit pans out. So, in this one, a group of kids go to a house for the weekend that is located near Camp Crystal Lake, and unfortunately for them, Jason has taken refuge in this wooded area after the events of the second film, which was only the day before this one. So, this is what bothers me, because there's a lot of these that are like the next day scenario. So... You, you know, then you're like, hey, so me and my friends are going to go on vacation next week and we're going to go to this crazy fucking place named Camp Crystal Lake there. You know, there's a legend of a hockey mask guy down there, but it's probably all bullshit. So then you're watching the news the night before and they're like, group of teenagers slain at Camp Crystal Lake, killer remains unfound. And you're like, yeah, I mean, but that ain't stopping me from getting high. Like, what? No! You see that shit, and you... Hey, guess what? Trips off, turns out Jason's real, and I don't want no part of that. But for, like, three movies straight, the events of the next one take place the day after the previous. And it's, like, being reported on the news, on TV, on the radio, and these characters are seeing it and ignoring this and going anyway. Like, they're basically asking to fucking die in this scenario. And it's really weird. It's a trippy way to go about doing this shit. Um, but with these movies, the story isn't really where, you know, it shines. The kills and the goriness are the best part, simply because of the creativity and the great practical effects. Uh, if you come here looking for a story, I'm sorry. Like, Paramount literally said, like, they knew that they had a solid-ass formula with these movies, and they saw that every time Jason was involved, it made a shitload of money. So they literally just told uh, the directors of this series to just keep rinse and repeating the story over and over again, but changing little dynamics to make it relevant. Like, that that's some cash grab shit right there. But uh, this one ends with Jason getting struck in the head with an axe, and this movie actually ends to the image of him lying bloody on the floor, insinuating that he was dead, and this was the end of the series. And uh, people just didn't get that. People kept begging, asking, wanting another one. So, in 1984, we got part four, the final chapter, which they were like, look, it, this is it. We're not making any more of these damn movies. We are done. Do not ask for another one. That's it. So this one was directed by a man named Joseph Zito. This one actually starred 80s icon Corey Feldman, who is best known from The Goonies, The Lost Boys, License to Drive. And he is the main character of this, Tommy Jarvis, who is basically this series' star character. 
because he appears multiple times in the franchise and even made his way as to being like the quote-unquote hero character of the Friday the 13th online survival game, which released in May of 2017. It's not a terrible game, but it is definitely a DVD clone, and honestly, I think they should just add Jason to Dead by Daylight because he would gain a hell of a lot more popularity there, and maybe one day they will, but I highly, highly doubt it. The reason being is because this franchise, right now, the rights to it are just so corrupted. It, there's technically like two or three people, I think, who own the rights to this, and they fight over it constantly. So, the last movie was in like, oh, I can't remember the exact year, but uh, we're going to talk about it in, surprise, part two of this podcast, because like I said, there's like 14 movies in this series, and I really don't care to sit down all at one time and talk about every single damn one. So, we are going to split this up into two parts, because, whew, we get to... Good lord, man, there literally is, I'm thinking about it right now, including fan films on YouTube, there literally is like 15 canonical films in this series, and it is freaking ridiculous. So, back to part four. After it not being clear that three was supposed to be the end, they added the final chapter tagline onto this one, and then, like I said, proceeded to make six more. But uh, it appears now as... They're done. I, I don't think we're going to get another uh, film of this series in a very, very long time. I hate to say it, but I think one of those rights holders is going to have to pass away before they are serious about making another one. Because the remake really wasn't a blockbuster success, and it almost felt as though people didn't care about Jason anymore. But you just gotta bring him back into the right aspect, and he'll be relevant again. And I, the reboot's not bad. We're gonna talk about it in the next one, but it's not bad. You'll see. Um. So, uh, this movie decides to make Jason more demonic in tone. As the first ten minutes of the movie, he literally rises from the dead. It was established that he was axed in the brain in the last one, and he's gone. But nah, they take him to the morgue. And he does the iconic sit-up in the background line. You quickly turn his head to face the dude, and it's over. So, again, this one, uh, kids never learn. And they decide to go spend some time at Camp Crystal Lake for the weekend because these people are dumb as shit. You have had so many instances of, of teenagers brutally dying on this land. And people are like, I have to do this. I have to go get gutted by Jason. It's just my destiny. Like, do you kids smoke crack or some shit? Is there, like, some unholy soil in Camp Crystal Lake that attracts dumbass, horny teens? It's, it's, it's baffling. It's extremely baffling. Um, but the brother of one of the characters from the second one is set out to get revenge on Jason, hoping to actually, like, end him once and for all. It's, uh, something with an S. It's her brother. Sorry. I, there's, whoo, there's a lot of information going in right now. But at the end of this one, uh, Tommy shaves his head, making him look almost identical to Kid Jason and begins to play mental tricks with him, allowing Tommy's sister Trish to chop at Jason. Holy shit, I just added so many H's. 
to like four freaking words. I just, it just all kinds of shit. I just went mush mouth as hell, allowing Tommy's sister Trish to chop at Jason's head with his own machete. There we go. I got it out without having a stroke. We're good. So, after that monstrosity, we are on to, guess what? Friday the 13th, part 5, a new beginning. Because Paramount realized, shit, we ain't making money anymore. Let's fucking pound a couple more of these out. So, released in 1985, once again directed by a newcomer, this time in the form of Danny Steinman, set a few years after the events of Part 4, making Tommy a teenager in this, and yeah, he Tommy Jarvis is the main character of this one again. I told you, he's like the hero. So this one is jammed full of gore and nudity and titties, and uh, behind the scenes, strong drug abusal ran rampant through most of the cast and crew, and uh, this one also includes a small cameo from Corey Feldman reprising the role of the previous film, but he couldn't fully return as he was in the midst of filming the classic 80s film Goonies. If you haven't seen the Goonies, you have not lived, and I'm very sorry for you. There's a special place in hell for people who haven't seen the Goonies. Love you, though. Again, they wanted to set this one up to be a new and improved trilogy of the films, but due to the box office bomb that, th that this was, they decided it's, it's clear people just want to see Jason. And yeah, you, you say, wait, people just want to see Jason? But I thought Jason was in these. Isn't he like immortal? Yeah. Yeah, he is. And uh, for some reason, they were like, you know what this movie needs? Not Jason, so they tried this damn formula again. And uh, in this one, they were setting the movie up to be that there was a random or there was random murderers happening happening that they just automatically blamed on Jason returning from the grave. Although you find out at the end that it's not that, but that it's someone pretending to be Jason, wearing the hockey mask and costume and everything, and when Tommy straight kills this dude at the end, the mask falls off, and he's like, shit, I just murdered a person. Like, this is the stupidest, oh my god, this is the stupidest Friday movie. This has to be the worst Friday movie. Okay, it's it's by far not the worst. You'll find that out really fast. But this one's up there. You spend this whole movie making us think that Jason is the killer after establishing in the previous film that he is now immortal and has risen from the grave, cannot be killed, and it turns out at the end that this was just some dude that, you know, had a grudge because he worked in the insane asylum that Tommy was staying at. Uh, what the hell? Are you kidding me? That's the route y'all decide to take with this shit. And then guess what? Remember how originally they uh, said they were going to rip off Halloween with this entire series? This movie ends with Tommy attacking one of his friends with a knife, wearing Jason's hockey mask. Literally the ending of Halloween 4. Y'all are desperate. Like, y'all are real fucking desperate. This is some bad rinse and repeat type shit. But I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this uh, first part of the review right there because we still have, like, 
I can't even put a precise number on it because there's so many of these damn movies left I can't even put a precise number off the top of my head but let me talk a little bit about this one because like I said this is one of my favorite film series of you know horror history I do bash it a lot but that's because I love it we have like a love-hate relationship but like I, I really enjoy this series because at some point it gets ridiculously goofy. Like every single one of these movies did. At some point, Freddy was no longer scary. He came off more as a fucking stand-up comedian with a deformity. But in the first movie, he was terrifying. He didn't crack jokes. The jokes that he did make were like, Oh shit, I'm fucked, I'm about to die. They did the same thing with Leprechaun, which are just terrible fucking movies from the jump, but they're classics. They do the same with Leprechaun, they send him to space... You know, they do the same, they do this, they do it with Jason. They send Jason to space. You know, it, it gets absolutely ridiculous. Even Texas Chainsaw Massacre, there's one of them where it's revealed that the murder family is like a government sanctioned family and they're all just an experiment so the government can watch like insanity happen by watching a cannibalistic family hurt, murder, and eat these people. And it was like, y'all are dumb as shit. Every one of these movies realizes at some point that they are running the fuck out and they just go for like the furthest distance they can out, you know, out to obscure. And it's strange as shit. It's really weird. You would think you would want to keep up in the ante and making the, you know, this one better than the last one. But with a lot of these 80s slasher films, they just kept getting shittier as the movies proceeded. But with this one specifically, I I do really enjoy this. It's got the goofiness in some of them. Some of them are, are pretty creepy. The kills are really good. The practical effects are amazing in like every single one of these except for like maybe two. It, it's a really well thought out franchise. And if you have a franchise that is still considered successful after running you know, for about 30 years before it decided to die out, I think that, I think that's pretty good. I mean, Jason's made his way to Mortal Kombat, you know, he had the Friday the 13th standalone game, there is a lot of Jason material out there, but like I said, as far as the new shit, I don't see us getting anything in the form of film or TV series for an extremely long time. I think that they are just done with this series altogether. The rights are going to stay wrapped up until it just becomes unbearable and they decide to throw out some bullshit that won't be any good. But yeah, that's where I'm going to wrap up part one of this. If you like this podcast at any point, again, I'm going to ask you to please follow me on social media so you don't miss any future uh, future episodes. We are almost done with season one. Um, I actually decided to extend it by a couple episodes because I'm starting to get back into the groove of this shit. I'm in the right mindset again. Um, I have received a really, really good camera. I got my green screens put up, so I'm just missing a couple more things. I'm about a month away from my YouTube channel and then we won't need this podcast. I might still do this podcast on the side like once a week, 
but I'm mainly going to want to focus toward being on YouTube, so if everybody would just migrate there when the time comes, I would love you to death. I'm going to let everybody know when that's going to happen, and it is coming up. It will be soon, but it won't be, you know, tomorrow or next week. So yeah, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Super Simple Podcast. I've got a lot of great episodes uh, that came out before this one. If you haven't checked them out, I highly encourage you do. There's some great movies in there. Um, There's some obscure movies in there. I talk a little bit about some comic books because if you're new to this and this is your first podcast, I don't just talk about horror films. I do... Uh, comic book stuff, horror stuff, um, I'm gonna start getting into some gaming stuff here soon, uh, sorry I'm messing with the, the shit on my mic because I'm watching the little green bars go fucking ape shit on my screen, so I hope this doesn't sound like Godzilla screaming in your ear with a funnel, but, um, yeah, I've been Alex, I'm the host, this is super simple, we'd love to have you stick around, check us out, uh, I am going to be bringing some guests on soon, some close friends of mine. We're going to talk about some cool shit. It's going to be really great. You guys are going to enjoy it. But thank you for listening, and as always, good night.